Hello, Tea Crew, and welcome to this brand new episode of Tea Talk with Shah. Today, we're going to be talking about all the topics all over social media and the internet, and we're also going to be doing a deep dive into priorities. The hot question, who should be number one, your husband or your kids? We're going to get into it, so you're not going to want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. All right, T-Crew, you know what time it is. It's time to get into these topics. It's actually crazy because um, I had some stuff going on this weekend, so I put some nails on or whatever, try to gussy myself up, get a little more fancy or whatever. And I just forgot how much having long nails slows down the process. (laughs) It's like I can't get in the phone. I can't get in my apps, everything. You know, I feel like the ladies understand. The T-Crew women, the women of T-Crew that enjoy a nice long nail every once in a while, get where I'm coming from. So, you know, I hate to say the girls that get it, get it, but the girls that get it, get it. But let's get into these topics. How about that? (laughs) First being Sexy Red is sexy, is pregnant. She announced the pregnancy um, over the weekend. She was hanging out with SZA and probably doing some stuff with her. I think they did a show together or something. And she finally showed us her baby belly. It's so crazy also because I was actually watching somebody's like ignorant take on Sexy Red and they were saying that now, you know, she's gotten lazy and she has her little gut hanging out of her outfit because she has a slender build. She's always, since she's been, you know, kind of shown to us um, and started getting hits and being in the media, she's always been very thin. So people were like, oh, she's gotten lazy and she's gotten a gut the whole time she's pregnant. That's why I'm like, I don't understand why people have the need to comment other people's bodies because you have no idea what's going on. She was looking like that because she was sucking in her stomachs to make herself just look like she had a little bit of a fupa going on when she was actually like all the way pregnant with her second child. SZA said she knows what the baby is, if it's teen boy or teen girl. So she's pretty far along in this pregnancy and she's been hiding it because, you know, when her career pops off, you got to do what you got to do. And a lot of people, you know, especially as women, um, we can't put down our bag to, you know, exclusively go over there and like be pregnant in the corner. No, like she has to make money for her family. I mean, I don't know if it's true or not, but she had kind of said, I don't know if it was a joke or whatever, that her first child's father is in prison. I don't know about this father, but, um, you know, it just is, you know, she has to be the breadwinner for family and she's been out there getting it. So it's just, it's just crazy that people were like talking about her body only for her to be like, nope, I'm actually pregnant. I'm not lazy or getting a gut. I am actually with child. <laughs> I'm actually with child. Lala Mulan um, also announced recently that she's pregnant um, with the with her boyfriend. I almost said the man she's dating. That's kind of shade. My bad. Um, with her boyfriend. We did some lovely uh, pictures and stuff, and they revealed that they are expecting their first child. This is Sexy Red's second child. Some people are speculating this is going to slow down her career. I a thousand percent don't think so. I think this is completely on brand for Sexy. I think she will be able to continue to do shows, you know, through her pregnancy as she feels um, up to it. And after her baby, I think she'll be able 
to jump right back into it. She's got on a lot of um, albums. She's got on a lot of projects as a featured artist, um, not to mention she's been putting out her own music. So I think she has enough, you know, material to float her. And I also think, you know, she was able to get out there for award season and really, you know, put herself out there over the summer that I think she can take a nice couple months off and I think still have a great career. But, you know, that's just, you know, here nor there. But I definitely think that she's doing well. I think that she'll be fine. I think her career will be fine. It's just a matter of, you know, now getting really focused into what the next few months look like. You know, Carisha had a baby at the height of City Girls um, fame or one of the heights of City Girls fame. And, um, you know, unfortunately, JT was in prison and they were still able to make it work. So it's all about strategy, planning, making sure you take enough time off, but it's definitely possible to go ahead and have your child, you know, and still keep your career up. All right, some unfortunate news here. Suzanne Summers, beloved Suzanne Summers, has passed away at 76 after her battle um, with cancer. Suzanne was known mostly for Three is Company, the Thigh Master, which she created, and my favorite, Step by Step, where she played a stepmom in a blended family in the 90s. I love Step by Step. I felt like it was definitely the more edgy family show because the dad was divorced and he had a new wife and he had all these kids, you know, and it was just like, this is like the new age of, you know, what a family comedy was. Cause like pretty much before that they had like blended families and stuff, but this was like one of the bigger ones in the nineties. Cause you had like Family Matters, but they were like, you know, the perfect black nuclear family. And then you had like Fresh Prince, but that was also like, it's a perfect nuclear family. We're just adding in a nephew. Like it wasn't like a full, like blended family, blended family. Like these aren't really her kids at all. And he's gotten remarried and everybody kind of has to figure out a way to live and coexist with each other. Um, it was just like one of my favorite shows. So, well, she's definitely going to be missed. And I, you know, the Thigh Master thing, she said she kind of, you know, was kicked off of uh, Three's Company because she was asking for a fair wage. She was asking to be paid what the men were paid. She felt like she was definitely, and she was, she was one of the stars of the show and she should have been paid as such. And she felt like she wasn't. So she brought it up with management she brought it up and they were basically just like, well, you know, it's good enough for everybody else. If it's not good enough for you, we will, you know, try to, I think they tried to replace her at, I think at one point, but the show just ended up not being as good and it got canceled. Um, and then she went on to create the workout, um, workout aesthetic tapes as well as the thigh master. And it made her, I think she said way, I think this was way back in the two thousands, like 2010 or 11. She had already sold like 20 million, um, thigh masters that year. Like thigh master is still a very popular workout tool. I heard it gets the glutes right. I've never used it, but shout out to Suzanne, you know, rest in peace and her family and, you know, it's just cancer is such a terrible thing, but I know she fought hard um, and her legacy will definitely live on. All right, let's get into this next topic here. 
DJ Envy has spoken out about the fraud that his business partner committed on um, Breakfast Club. So DJ Envy has been in the rumors lately swirling about um, the property scam that his uh, partner has basically perpetrated. So he went into this business thinking that he was going to be doing financial literacy, the home buying process, all these things for people in low income communities who wouldn't otherwise have access to this education. So this is what he is saying that he went into it for. But what was happening behind the scenes was other deals about flipping homes, work with me directly, invest with me directly, and you'll have you know the kind of profits that I have type thing was happening with his partner, Caesar that he was not aware of. He also alleges that he put money into um, some of the scams that Caesar had going as well and that he lost a lot of money as well. Now, where this gets dicey is DJ Envy did use his platform on you know Hot 97 and The Breakfast Club to promote this, thinking that it was something that was going to be good for the community, something that the people at large needed to be aware of and hear and you know get involved with. And because he used his platform in this way and it ended up defrauding people, it's being speculated that he may be asked to step down from The Breakfast Club and you know discontinue his relationship with iHeartRadio. This is what, you know, the word on the curb is allegedly. Um, and I felt bad. You know, he was he finally spoke up for himself, I think, last week on the show. And Charlemagne was like, if your lawyers are telling you not to make a comment, like you really shouldn't make a comment because you don't want the situation to get worse. And he also said, once everything is, you know, in the clear and you're able to speak on it, you and I can have this conversation publicly on the air. But I think Charlemagne did the right thing in that situation because if your lawyers are telling you not to speak about something, and I know everybody's first instinct is to want to defend themselves and, you know, speak out. But at this point, the rumors have been out for weeks. And I know, you know, there's something that he felt like he wanted to say. He basically just said everything that I repeated and paraphrased that, you know, he wasn't a part of it. This was something that was supposed to be educational that he, you know, his partner took advantage of and he had no, he had no knowledge of it and that he himself was also scammed. At this point, I just think sometimes, you know, it's just unfortunately, it's an unfortunate consequence of the situation because people were scammed and people were scammed out of money they did not have. Essentially, they took out loans to give to Caesar. They borrowed from family and friends. They did other things, you know, maybe possibly things they should not have done. You follow me to get the money. And now they're out of the money and there has to be somebody kind of on the hook for that. Caesar is already on the hook, but he doesn't have anything. You know, he's just kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul, telling people he's going to pay them back, knowing that he's not going to be able to. So that situation is just kind of here nor there when it comes to what he's going to be able to provide as far as like making these people whole again. Whereas DJ Envy has a lot to lose. You know, he's a popular show. He's amassed some wealth over the years as a celebrity DJ and a performer you know, beautiful house, you know, cars. He has something people can actually go after. So I think that, you know, when the time comes, he can break down everything more in detail 
for everyone. I think Charlemagne, you know, kind of had his back in that moment and be like, listen, I understand where you're coming from, but this is not the time to speak on it as much as you want to clear your name. This is not the time and you could be possibly making things worse for yourself. I don't know if the relationship between him and iHeart will be broken or what they'll end up doing. I hope not only because I think that he'll do more good on the show, raising money, you know, making the victims whole than not. You know what I mean? But this is what happens. You have to be very, very careful who you go in business with. And you also have to be very, very careful who you are platforming, because when you have a huge platform like DJ Envy does, and you put somebody on your platform and they end up scamming your audience, you are in a way, or, you know, allegedly responsible for that. You know, you're responsible for, you know, not doing the due diligence into that person, exposing that person to your audience like that, that does, you know, fall some responsibility on you, um, in my opinion. All right, let's get into this next topic here. Nelly iced out Ashanti for her birthday, and it was the cutest video I saw all weekend. Oh, my goodness. So Nelly and Ashanti were celebrating Ashanti's birthday. She looks great per usual, and he had some special gifts. He had, I think it was a Patek watch and he has one so now they have his and hers and he also bought her a beautiful like iced out like choker necklace it looked to be in my bougie approximation probably about mm, 10 to 12 carats worth of you know vvs stones very nice very icy you know i just love seeing them together because i just feel like Ashanti was definitely the one that got away for Nelly and you know whatever he was doing with Floyd Mayweather's ex-girlfriend was nice I guess but I always liked them together as a couple also you know I was watching the video with my hawk eye and I noticed that somebody was filming and I'm like okay maybe Ashanti's just like making a birthday video or something like that But I was like, oh, maybe they're working on a project for some type of reality show or couple show or something like that, because the cameras were definitely in the background. And, you know, Ashanti had her family and friends there. But it's just like to do a whole video um, with a with a camera crew for your birthday is kind of a lot because it wasn't just the camera. It was like a camera. It was like a boom mic. It was like the whole thing. I would love it if these two did a reality show. Let me tell you, my excitement be through the roof. I just like to watch, like, it's sad. And I know it's like, you know, everybody's like, everything's not what it seems. But I really like Tiana Taylor's show when her and Iman had that show. I just thought it was so beautiful. And, you know, now they're separated and no longer together. But it's just something about watching, you know, Black love on TV in a reality type setting where it's just like, you know, no serious drama, just a cute Black couple. Like, I don't know. I just like... Love, love, and it's so cute to watch, you know? So cute to watch it unfold. All right, let's get into this last topic here. EJ King calls out the Gen Z population for their lack of energy, specifically Ice Spice and her SNL performance. So Ice Spice performed on SNL this weekend, and uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey also popped up on them. I was like, oh, okay, I see y'all. 
Um, so they were all in attendance and Taylor Swift gets up and announces Ice Spice and she gets on the stage and she starts to perform. And you guys know how, what Ice Spice gives, like she's not doing choreography. She's kind of just standing around. Um, and that's, that's her brand. That's really what she does. She might shake her butt a little bit, but she's not really going to give us a little one too. Like she's just never, never done that. And what's funny to me is she makes like drill music where a lot of times, People that do drill music are always dancing or doing something. She's just more like laid back with her performance style, I guess. So she does the performances. They're reposted all over the blogs and everything. And I think it was Hollywood Unlocked. EJ King, you know, he's a famous um, celebrity hairstylist. He used to work with Meg The Stallion. Now he has other clients that he works with. And he basically just made the comment like in the 90s and the 2000s, the performers were actually performing. Like you would feel entertained if you went to one of their shows, you know? Whereas now it's just like, everybody's just kind of catching a vibe and everybody's just like vibing to the music together. But I wouldn't say it's a performance. I mean, she basically got up there, she had her backup person, um, you know, that was helping and singing along or whatever. And it, it was just kind of like, especially the first performance, it was just kind of, like, you know, no tea, no shade, watching paint dry. And then the second performance was a little bit of a faster song. So she'd have some backup dancers. But I think this is just more so what it's giving. It's crazy because I was actually watching a um, concert from 2008. No, no, not even 2000. Oh, my God. 1998. And it was NSYNC when they first came out. They only had the one album, but they were already super popular. And just to watch them perform on stage by themselves, no backup dancers for an hour and a half. And every single song had choreography. Every single moment they were on stage, something was happening. If they weren't actually singing something that was a lead, they were doing crowd participation. You know, you do this, you do that, put your hands up, let's sing with us. Da, 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 da. Like it was just so much energy come from the stage. And I'm just like, this is why people crave a Beyonce tour, even a Taylor Swift tour, right? Because they actually are coming to the stage with some type of energy. They're bringing something to the stage. Whereas now it's just like, you know, unfortunately, like for him, like some people are saying, I went to the Drake concert and I just wasn't impressed. He brought out a couple people, but it was mostly him talking about his life. He did a little rant. He forgot some of the words of the songs. Like people have been really like going off about his performance. And it's just like lately, it just seems like you pay all this money, but what you're actually getting from the concerts is not what you think you should be getting. And when you actually, you know, go to these festivals and stuff and you see the people that you've been listening to all summer and they get on stage and kind of do what Ice Spice did on SNL, is it worth your money is the question. And a lot of people are saying, you know, damn, is it worth my money? Is it not worth my money? Should I even be bothered? I don't know. I would just say, you know, if you really want to make sure you're getting your money's worth, and I hate to say it, but it, it just is what it is, go on YouTube. YouTube has little snippets, if not entire full concerts, and you will see like what they're actually giving because at the end of the day, if that's not what you want, I mean, and like I said, there's still people that are really giving performances every single night. 
Usher does a great show. Beyonce killed it, of course. Like I said, Taylor did it for her audience. You know, people that went to the Eras tour said they really enjoyed it. And, you know, because they enjoy her music. But at still, at least there was an effort. You know, she had different costumes. You know, she was trying to give the people what they actually paid for. I think it's just about the respect of the audience enough to actually get up there and bring something new to it. Um, originally when I saw the Drake performances, I was like, okay, he did a little hologram moment, you know, he was giving out Birkin bags or whatever. I didn't think it was that bad, but at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't personally pay for that. So maybe that's where people are coming from that they wouldn't specifically want to pay for a show that doesn't have the energy or the precision that they're looking for. You know what I mean? But this has been the trending topics for this week. Stay tuned for our sports support. Hello, hello, hello out there and welcome to the sports update with J-Rob. Today I will cover week six of the NFL regular season. So let's get started. The Buffalo Bills defeated the New York Giants. The Buffalo Bills defended their home field in this AFC East battle. The New York Jets upset the Philadelphia Eagles. Jets wide receiver Garrett Wilson caught eight passes for 90 yards. The Baltimore Ravens beat the Tennessee Titans. The Ravens led 18-3 at the half and never looked back. The Washington Commanders defeated the Atlanta Falcons. Commanders quarterback Sam Howell completed 14 passes for 151 yards and three touchdowns. The Cleveland Browns upset the San Francisco 49ers. Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper had four receptions for 108 yards. The Houston Texans beat the New Orleans Saints. The Texans defense only gave up one touchdown in this game. The Miami Dolphins blew out the Carolina Panthers. Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill caught six passes for 163 yards and one touchdown. The Cincinnati Bengals defeated the Seattle Seahawks. The Bengals defense only gave up three points in the second half. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Indianapolis Colts. The Jaguars led 21-6 at the half and cruised to victory. The Minnesota Vikings defeated the Chicago Bears. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins completed 21 passes for 181 yards and one touchdown. The Las Vegas Raiders beat the New England Patriots. The Raiders improved to 3-3 on the season, which makes them third in the AFC West. The Detroit Lions defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Lions quarterback Jared Goff completed 30 passes for 353 yards and two touchdowns. The Los Angeles Rams blew out the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams outscored the Cardinals 20-0 in the second half to secure the victory. And finally, the Kansas City Chiefs defeated the Denver Broncos. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey caught nine passes for 124 yards. And this has been the Sports Update with J-Rob. Have an amazing week. All right, T-Crew, let's get into my favorite part of the podcast. This is the deep dive. 
something that's been on my mind, you know, for the past week or so, or something that I feel like I want to shine a light on. And today we are talking about the all important topic of priorities. Now, this came up when I was actually watching an interview with Latoya Luckett and Latoya Luckett was asked about her divorce being, you know, a co-parenting mother. And when she does get into a new relationship, what she thinks the priorities will be in that relationship. Is it the husband or is it the kids? Now, this is an age old question that people have been asking, and it used to be called who gets the big piece of chicken, right? If you're making dinner for your family and you have a big piece of chicken and a little piece of chicken or smaller pieces of chicken or whatever the case may be, it's basically just an analogy for who gets the biggest part of the priorities, your husband or the children. And Latoya Luckett went biblical with her answer. She was like, I'm definitely going to put my husband first because in, first of all, that's what the Bible says, you know, for Christians, we believe that the husband should be the top priority and under that should be the children, right? Because that's how it's like set up in the Bible or whatever, the patriarchy. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it does kind of come from like patriarchal views of the husband being at the top and everybody else being under that. So it would be, if you're thinking of it in that way, it would be the husband on top, then it would be the wife, then it would be the kids. And because, you know, the husband is before the wife and the kids, then when you're thinking about it as a wife, you would be husband, then kids. And, you know, a lot of people are coming in the comments, like, this is why people's kids are A, B, C, D, and da, 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 da. But I was like, you know what? I want to ask the T crew. I want to ask the people that follow and listen to this podcast, like what your opinions are. And I got some pretty differing but great opinions. And then as well, you know, I had my own. The thing is that I can understand where Latoya Luckett's coming from. She's already been married. You know, unfortunately, that marriage did not work out. But now as a result of that marriage, she has two beautiful children. Now, the children that she has are definitely her responsibility and her priority. But if she were to get married again, I think she's saying that I would put my husband first Because together we can be the best combination of ourselves so that we can better raise the kids. If you're putting the kids first and neglecting your husband, your household is, in my opinion, going to be in disarray. Now, I feel like I'm shaking the table with that one, but it's honestly how I feel. And I think people that have been married for years and years and years and like decades and stuff will tell you. You need somebody to really be in your corner. If you're pushing your spouse aside to prioritize your kids and then you're not able to have that kind of like tag team ability between you and your spouse, it's going to cause the kids to suffer, in my opinion, because you guys have to be a united front first before you can go ahead and do a, you know, whatever you're going to do with the kids. First of all, kids are very trying And it's a lot of responsibility. And that's something I know without even having them, that it's a lot of responsibility. And it's definitely something that was set up to be a village type job. You know, whether you're a single parent, whether you're married, whether you're co-parenting with your ex-spouse or whatever you're doing, having kids is definitely something that a village participates in because it's just way too much work for one person to do. And honestly, one person can't do it. The kids 
need of diversing opinions, especially as they get older. They're not always going to want to come to their parents for everything. That's why it's like, you know, everybody wants to kind of get into the kid's life when they're little so that, you know, when they do get older and they do want that opinion, they're going to come to aunt so-and-so or uncle so-and-so or my God mom or my God dad. You know, you have that relationship with the kids because they're not always going to want to go to their parents, but they will go to a godparent, an aunt, an uncle, you know what I mean? So, you know, you make these family bonds through the village so everyone can help to really raise amazing children. But I think if you're shifting your priorities in a way where the kids are completely on top, it's just showing your spouse that it's like, well, you know, you're just not as concerned with their needs, what they have going on. And it just makes them, you know, they just can't be as supportive of you and the rest of the family if they're not being thought of as a priority. That's just my opinion. I know some people are like, the kids have to come first because the kids are, and that's what I'm saying. It's, I'm not saying it's neglect the kids. You know, the kids obviously have needs that have to be met, of course, duh. But when it comes down to the actual priorities of what's going on, it's like you two together have to have a strong union or at least an understanding of your relationship, your dynamics before you go throwing other people into it because you can't pour like from an empty cup. You don't have the backup of your village, your husband, whoever, you know, everything in check. It's going to be harder for you to be the kind of parent that you actually want to be. So let's get into some of your responses. One was them kids will leave you when it's all said and done and your husband will still be there. Now, this is something that a lot of people have talked about, empty nest syndrome. You put your kids first, you make your kids your priority, and then, you know, your kids, like you've raised them to do, grow up, they leave the nest, they go on to live their own independent lives as they should and what you actually want for them as a parent. And you realize because you've basically, both of you, um, have been prioritizing the child for so long that you don't have anything in common with your spouse anymore. It's just like, oh, well, now that the kids are out of the house, like, what do we really have? What's really left? Because you've been putting all your energy into raising the kids and not really into your marriage. Then the kids leave the house and you see a lot of couples that have been together 20, 30 years divorcing because in all, you know, honesty, they were just together to raise the children. Once the children were done being raised, they're just like, I don't really have anything else in common with you um, besides our kids. And we've grown apart years ago, you know, so that is definitely a take. Another one was um, most husbands and wives are married past a decade and are happy because they put each other first. Again, this kind of goes to the first comment that um, was also made that if you don't put effort into your marriage, if you don't put some type of priority into your marriage when it comes between your marriage and your kids, will you be able to have a long lasting marriage? Mm, Probably not. Because in any relationship, if you're not putting effort into it, you're not making it a priority. You're not taking date nights. You're not taking vacations. You're not, you know, really doing for each other the way that you did previous, you know, before having kids and not as often, obviously, you know, again, that, when you have children, your family dynamic changes. So you might not have as much time as you once did 
but that's where the priorities come in, right? Prioritizing the things that you definitely don't want to miss in your life to make sure that they get done as well as the other things that you need to get done um, and making that really something that stands out to you as, I don't care if I'm dirt tired. I don't care if he's dirt tired. We're going to put some clothes on, get a sitter and go out on Saturday night and, you know, just reconnect, enjoy ourselves um, as adults and not parents for a second. You know what I mean? And if you don't take the time to do those things that could cause you. And that's another reason why I like the Latoya Luckett interview, because these are things that her and her ex-husband experienced when they had two young kids. They were, you know, more mature parents when they had their kids and maybe they were more in the habit of taking care of each other before they had the added responsibility of children. And maybe their focus just shifted immediately to the children and it put their marriage on the back burner to the point where they didn't have a marriage, you know, after a couple of years, there was no marriage to be spoken of, you know? So that's another point that people talk about too. And the last one um, that somebody uh, responded and said is that these should not be competing priorities. Sit down. Now, this is an opinion I really like because it's just saying like, who's to say that you have to put one over the other? Your top priority can be both your husband and your kids. And I would agree with that. I feel like in a perfect world, of course, you'd have them right up there together. But you just, you know, I think it's hard in the real world to make something like that happen. You can't put two priorities on the same, you know, level. You're either going to, one is always going to kind of surpass the other a little bit. But I can understand the fact that you're like, when my husband really needs me and he really needs my support, I prioritize my husband. When my kids really need me and they need my support, I prioritize my kids. So in a way, they're at the same level because it goes up and down depending on who needs what, you know, whatever. I'm making sure that my grass, quote unquote, is watered all the way around, that whoever really needs it or whoever, you know, I'm spreading, I'm spreading the love, basically. I'm spreading around everything that my family needs in order to make sure that everybody's being taken care of, everybody feels like they got what they, you know, you know, what they what they need out of the family, or if not, that we're all kind of checked into that point so we can turn around and, and make it a better situation for everyone. So I think you guys had some great points. I was able to throw in my little opinion there, but I want to know in the comments, if you're listening on Spotify, you can actually go in and type your comment into the actual Spotify app. But I want to know what you guys' opinions are in the comments. Like, do you agree with this? Do you disagree? Do you think that they should be, you know, tied for first? Do you think it should definitely be the husband or definitely be the kids? I just think these kind of conversations are always interesting because it just breaks down like family dynamics, especially in the black family, um, but in all families, but especially in the black family, like who do you think? And also if you are divorced or split up from your partner, um, do you still put them in a hierarchy over the kids. You know what I mean? Because you're no longer together in an intimate relationship, but as far as your family is structured, he's still there. You know what I mean? At the top, he's the father, he's the dad, and he's, you know, the ex-husband or ex-boyfriend or ex-partner. You know what I'm saying? Let me know in the comments. It's a very interesting topic. Um, What you guys think about this and 
just what your thoughts are. What are your thoughts? All right, you guys, thank you for listening to this deep dive. Stay tuned for the outro comments. Okay, T-Crew, this is my least favorite part of the podcast where I have to say goodbye to you. I just want to thank you all for sharing, um, listening to the reels, commenting, uh, whatever your thoughts may be. It's always great to have conversations in the comment section. As always, convict the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she rightly deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are, and I love you for listening. Bye.